Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. And we have as a guest today, someone who's an expert at worrying. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You know, I have a friend, uh, Tim Forrest, who was uh, shooting pictures of, a, of me tandem surfing. We're at, at the pier by Cocoa Beach on the north side. It was a victory at sea day, you know, like the worst kind of possible waves. But it was twilight, and we wanted to get a picture of my partner and I tandem surfing with the rocket launch from Space Canaveral going off in the background. Uh, they actually, the weather was so bad, they actually scrubbed the launch. But it was fortuitous that we were there that day when no one else would possibly be out in the water. We were. And as we were surfing, we began to hear people screaming uh, from the pier uh, down to us. And then we saw a young, probably like a 12 or 13-year-old girl clinging to one of the pylons of the pier. Uh, she'd been swept out. She had the presence of mind to hang on to that piling. It was quite a ways out. You know, it would be very difficult for anybody to even to even swim out there to get her because of the conditions of the water. Uh, we were just being swept when we were trying to, you know, paddle on our surfboards. The photographer got to her first and pulled her off that pylon, uh, you know, off, off that pier, the post of the pier. And it's kind of like in our life, we will cling to our worries. He had to kind of like peel her off. She didn't want to let go of what she perceived as her safety. You know, she was focused on just hanging on for dear life, and he had to actually kind of peel her off like like in Hawaii, the OPE pickers go and, and peel the muscles off the off the the side of the rocks, you know, the waves break uh, to, to, to get that, the beautiful uh, food that they always like to gather for baby's first birthday. But that's kind of like us, isn't it? I remember that magazine. I used to have to read it in my high school English class. It was called Mad Magazine. It was required reading. And Alfred E. Newman's favorite saying was, what, me worry? And he'd kind of have this kind of silly look on his face. But that's kind of like, what God wants, wants to, to teach us is that when we cling to uh, the worries and cares of this world, when we let our focus be the problem and not the solution, uh, we're in trouble. You know, you, we have to look at when you, when you uh, have the attitude of worry, that's not a virtue. That's actually kind of like a mental illness. Of course, it's wise to be prudent and it's wise to be concerned and it's wise to have uh, plans and, and uh, think ahead of time about what things you need to do to avoid uh, challenges. But worry is not a virtue. Worry prevents your praising God. Worry and not praising God is is living not living in the kingdom of God. You're living in your own little kingdom, thinking that you're God and you're in control of it, and uh, and you have no hope because you know you're not you can't uh, fight all these adversities. So what we're saying is let go, let go. And let that rescue or rescue, let go of your worries and your cares and cling to God. You know, there's another uh, time the same photographer was down at the beach and there's a young man with a backpack and he was observing him. And this young man kept putting rocks in his backpack, one rock, and then he'd find another rock. And he just kept filling this backpack with rocks. And then he started walking out into the ocean. He put that backpack on his back 
And he started walking out ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, chest deep. And he goes, and he realized, Tim realized this guy's trying to kill himself. So he ran out there and screamed at him like, what are you thinking? You get back in here and forced him to come back in. Well, that's what happens to us when we keep focusing on the worries and cares of the world. It's like putting rocks in our backpack. Jesus even said, focusing on the worries and cares of this world will choke out the, the seed of the gospel. It will choke out the good news. Jesus said, be of good cheer. Why? Because in the world you're going to have tribulation. What? Yes, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So we need to get the rocks out of our backpack. We need to let go of that, that, that worry that we're clinging to and just give our hearts and our lives to God and trust in Him. So we're looking forward to talking with our adventure guide, Gary Zimak, today. I also want to invite you guys to go to our website, deepadventure.com. We need your help in this ministry. There's a donate button there. Uh, This is totally funded by our listeners or basically by by our ministry, by me. (laughs) And so we need your help because we feel like this ministry is affecting people and changing people's life. And it's part of the the, uh, call to the new evangelization. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can subscribe to our social media, which is really cool because that means you get a copy of our two-minute deep virtue segments each week. You get a copy of the show, too. It uh, goes out into social media. And so you can take that and share that with your friends. So it's a great way to evangelize your friends. We also have a little link there called Fitness to Witness. If you click on that, you go to my sports sponsor on it. They're notoriously famous. They're hated among the MMA fighters now because for some reason their earth-growing nutrients and their approach to health is changing the way those fighters uh, get ready for their fights and uh, they're winning. And they've been my sport uh, sponsor for a long time through my two world titles. And now um, they're providing you, if you go to our our website and click on that link, Fitness to Witness, uh, they're providing you with a 10% discount to to use these great earth-grown supplements and also uh, they provide us with some funding. Uh, one of the, my favorite products that they have, the first one that I use is called Alpha Brain. It's a nootropic for your mind. It helps you to think with clarity. It helps you to really come, uh, words come to your mouth much more easily. And actually some people, uh, one of my friends, a rocket scientist, Ken Hernandez, has been taking them. And it, and it provides you with actually lucid dreams too. It just makes your whole brain healthier And, of course, that's so important. So we'll be right back with Deep Adventure Radio. My name is Bear Wozniak. Our guest will be Gary Zimmick. So hold on. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the wave. A Surfing Guide to the Soul will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. 
Aloha, and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and today we have with uh, with us our returning adventure uh, guide, Gary Zimick. Aloha, Gary. Aloha, Bear. How are you, my brother? Doing great. You know, I was walking down the beach the other day, just kind of enjoying my time with the Lord, and I just had this sense to to pray for Gary. I just had this sense, Gary, that God is just so pleased with you, and he's and um, and that he was, um, you know, promotion comes from the Lord, and that God was going to even start using you on a greater scale. And then I go home, and I go, oh my gosh, he's on, he's on Marcus Grodi's show, The Journey Home on <laughs> EWTN. And then I think I saw you on Women of Grace, too. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you're 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 speaking at churches uh, all over the place. You have another new book coming out, and so God is really. I just love it because I, I just know that in you, Gary, there's just a resting and a trusting in the Lord. And so the God gets to do what he wants with you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Bear, that's a struggle, though, because by nature that doesn't come easy to me. But but what I found is when I really do let him take over, when I really do trust him, things work out a lot better than if I try to take control all the time. Well, you know, you're you're kind of known for teaching us about... Uh, not worrying. I guess that's really is another word for hope or, or faith. And your new book, your new book, of full faith, hope, and clarity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great title. What is that? What? It, how did that clarity? What is that clarity part of the faith and hope? You know, bear that, uh, and I have to give credit to my publisher, Servant Books, for coming up with that title. I love the title, Faith, Hope, and Clarity: How to Know God's Will. I wanted to write a book for those of us who want to follow God's will, because that's something you and I are trying to do, and so many of us are trying to do, but we often don't know what exactly he wants us to do. We might know long-term, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I might have a job as an accountant, I might have, you know, my vocation might be settled, I might be a priest, I might be a sister, but what, what does God want me to do today within the context of that long-term vocation? And that's, why, that's what this book is all about. I've learned through the course of my full-time ministry especially to listen to the Lord and to ask for his, his guidance. And I wanted to share some of, of what I've learned with others, and that's how this book came about. And I wanted it to be for those of us who day by day want to do God's will. You know, if I woke up today, God wants me alive. That's a gift. He gave me that gift. Well, what do I do today? And it's not overwhelming. A lot of this stuff really comes down to common sense. But the main, the main the important factor that we have to consider when doing God's will is, do I have a personal relationship with the Lord? And once you do that, as you know, it all falls into place. So that's really the theme that goes through this book. Am I speaking to the Lord, and am I letting him speak to me? This is another thing that we have trouble with sometimes. We're not used to listening to God. We live in a noisy world. It's not easy. So this book goes into detail about how to do that, how to develop that relationship, how to use common sense, because the Lord gave us common sense, too, and how to listen to the church. That's another thing. You know, the discernment is good. It's, it's important to be able to discern God's will. But first, we want to look at common sense. We want to look at the teachings of the church. And then that'll take away a lot of the big decisions from us. You know, that really helps us to be able to determine what God wants us to do. And in the gray areas, that's when we turn to him and we say, Lord, I'm trying to do your will. Can you give me some guidance? And I have found he'll do it. He doesn't do it as fast as we like all the time, 
but he will do it. He will come through and he'll give us direction. Yeah, you know, I it's, it, this is kind of interesting, Gary, because I had an interesting experience with uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, trying to be trying to discern God's will like that, because mm-hmm. I am just so hungry for the Lord, right? Uh, and and then I find myself when I'm doing my beach workouts, I'm listening to the early church fathers at night, I'm reading books, and and I and I was just asking the uh, God about kind of you know every day I wake up and say, Lord, order my day today. And and then w- at one point a couple of weeks ago I was just a little bit tired. Uh, my brain was kind of tired, mm-hmm. and I, and and the Lord really spoke to me. I mean, not like a voice or anything, but there was just kind of like this, this 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 sense from the Lord saying, "You know what, Barry? You are human. Yeah. Uh, you need to watch football." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had been pressing in so hard to the Lord that it was really becoming almost a spiritual gluttony. Really, I was just like. I was just like spending day and night seeking God, and the God was kind of saying, "You know what? Kick back a little bit, you know, watch watch some football and kind of you know enjoy life a little bit." So there there is this this thing that we, we're trying to seek God's will for our life, but also there is that side of us where we need to just sometimes not take ourselves so seriously and and kind of just let go and let God and kind of kind of realize that. Uh, you know, some guy. Sometimes God is asking us to press in, and some guys. Sometimes God is asking us to just kind of rest in Him a bit and let exactly. Him carry us. Exactly. And when we do that, and I like to, I like to relax and watch football or watch some mindless things on TV. When we do that, that recharges our batteries a little bit, and we're better able to listen to Him. But I, I'm like you in that I can be, I can take this to the extreme and, and constantly want to be seeking the Lord and reading Scripture and watching. Catholic television programs, but even I have to chill a little bit. And when I do, I spend time with my family, I relax, and then the Lord can speak to me in those situations, surprisingly. And yeah, that's, that's where the clarity comes, isn't a, it? It's good to have that balance. Yeah, it's, it's, in the, it's, it's when you kind of recline a little bit in the Lord, that you have right. that, that clarity comes to you. You know, the, you talked about uh, you know, the wise decision-making. I think in the Seven virtues, prudence is considered the charioteer of the virtues. You know that ability to make wise decisions. Well, a lot of what, a lot of what gives us a, a peaceful, and even the Catholic Catechism calls it a life of ease. Mm. And that doesn't mean laziness, but it means that yeah. you know by 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 making prudent decisions, we can kind of sometimes get rid of a lot of the the confusion and the noise and the and the. The challenges that we kind of bring on ourselves, you, you know. So, so this this whole clarity element of this book, I think, is important for us. Yeah, and you know, Bear, it makes perfect sense too that, and this is something my spiritual director told me when I was trying to discern should I remain in full time ministry. You know that I've been doing full time ministry for three years now. After I got laid off from my very traditional job as a computer programmer and project manager, it, I went to my spiritual director and asked him about this. I said, well, the Lord's not telling me what to do. And he said, Gary, if God wants you to do something, he's going to let you know. And sometimes we want him to act a little faster than he's prepared to act. He might want us to learn something, but he will make his will clear to us. But oftentimes he does it in ways that are very ordinary. For instance, I've got to support my wife and my kids. I'm the sole provider for my family. If I can't find a way to provide for them through my full-time ministry, well, then there's a very good chance the Lord doesn't want me in full-time ministry. He might ask us to go month to month, which he's been doing, but people have come to me and, and felt this call 
to go into full-time ministry, and they had no way to provide for their families or themselves, pay their bills. And I'll always say, look, if God wants you to do it, he's going to give you a way to provide for that basic need that you have. We all have got bills, and the Lord understands we have to pay them. He might not give us too much, but he'll give us enough. And that's where this whole common sense aspect comes into discerning God's will. And we can eliminate a lot of our problems by just first trying to use our common sense and asking, does this make sense? Given my state in life, does this make sense? Whatever the decision may be. You know, the thing about it is, nobody really needs prudence. Unless they're going to be bold. Unless they're going to unless they're going to abandon themselves to God's will. Right. You don't really need prudence if you just want to sit around and be a couch potato and, and yeah. just kind of live a life of ease and comfort and, and live inside your, your, uh, you know, your little comfort zone and this kind of rhythm we, we, we develop in our lives. It's kind, oh, of, yeah. a le- kind of a spiritual lethargy and, a, and, and that sort of a thing. So prudence, this common sense, is a big part of what allows us to be bold. I mean, when I... Uh, jump out of an airplane. I remember the first time I jumped, I, I, I watched this guy packing my parachute. And he's like, he looked like a stoner to me, like someone I would <laughs> never trust. But they tell, told me, don't worry, uh, that chute, uh, you know, usually, uh, you know, about every 3,000 times that chute will not open. But the reserve chute opens almost almost all the time. One in 50,000 times it doesn't work. So, mm. you know, so that's supposed to make me feel a little bit better. But I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a prudent way that you pack that shoot, you know? Yeah. So, so you don't need to be prudent unless you're going to be bold. My challenge has been that sometimes uh, I've stepped out of faith, stepped out in faith, I've stepped out of the boat when God wasn't telling me to, you know? Yeah, because, yeah. So there's, so there's, hey. there's, this, this, there's this struggle between right. common sense and stepping out of faith. How do we deal with that? And, you know, Bear, I, I make this point in the book, too. Sometimes we feel God wants us to do something, and maybe he didn't. Maybe he wasn't calling us to do that particular thing, but God believes in second chances, and he can always bring good out of any evil that happens, any mistake that we make. A lot of times we'll make mistakes. But we can't feel that, well, I'll never, I should never do anything, because what if it's the wrong move? Sometimes after we've discerned, we've prayed, and the Lord's either not giving us clear direction in our mind, or we feel He is giving us clear direction, two things can happen. We can go out, step out of the boat, and we could sink. <laughs> it might not have been what He asked us to do. Or on the other hand, sometimes He asks us to do something for, for a short period of time. So maybe He wanted us to take this step, try it for six months, get, you know, accomplish something, whatever it is that he wanted us to learn or to accomplish, and then maybe he's calling us to do something else. So I think we can almost become paralyzed with this fear of taking the bold step. And sometimes we are called to take a bold step, and that is where that prudence comes in. You're right. You talk about complacence, being a couch potato. That's how I lived my life for the majority, the majority of my adult life. That's how I lived. But Sometimes he does call us to take this bold step, and that's where the prudence is required. And that's, that can be challenging. You know, I've, um, I've been out in Big Surf, you know, and you see this heavy set on the horizon. It can come maybe five minutes away. You see it out there. It's 25-foot faces, you know. And you paddle really, really, really hard because you want that wave, and you mm-hmm. miss it, and you miss it. But so many times when I've missed a wave, it's positioned me for the next one. 
You know, like maybe I've had to paddle. Yeah. I see the swell direction shifting. I'm paddling over to the left 100 yards and, and then going towards the, the beach and trying to paddle into this wave, and I miss it. But missing that wave positioned me for the, for the, for the one that, wow. I, that the Lord wanted me to ride. And so, so many times, um, you know, I just feel like the Lord, you know, that, that, that you, you can't really, I remember seeing my, in my grandfather's pickup and trying to turn the steering wheel on one of those old pickups, you know, that didn't have power steering. And then my dad got in and started up and started driving. He's driving it with one, with one hand. I go, how do you do that? You must be so strong. And he goes, no, when, you're, when the car's moving, it's easier to direct. So it's kind of like sometimes, you know, God want God this this kind of lethargy that we develop. Right. Like you said, it can paralyze us. So as we move forward, once we start kind of making mistakes, God can always, as we're moving, God can begin to direct us. So That's right. That's right. And I've met people who are afraid to take a job, thinking it might not be the job that God's calling them to. But yet it seems it seems like a good deal for them, even though they're praying about it. But what if? What if? There's a chance that I'm wrong. Well, if you've prayed about it, and God is not telling you don't do it, and you know that eventually if you pray enough and ask the Lord, and he doesn't want you to do something, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel something in your gut. But if you feel that you should do it, you should go ahead and do it. Try it. I mean, that's, I go through this in my book. I talk about these steps. And the final step is once you've, you've asked the Lord, once you feel that this is right for you, then go ahead and take that step. If it's not right, he'll let you know. Or he might say, all right, now I'm going to transition you into something else. But that's a great point you made about the wave. It's okay to fail every now and then in our eyes, because in God's eyes, oftentimes these failures aren't really failures at all. They're just his way of moving us on to some other aspect of his will. So tell us a little bit about, you said you have these steps that you talk about in your book. How many steps are you, are, do, you, do you talk about? Well, I, I really break it down into different, um, I break it down into chapters. First, I talk about decisions. Some decisions God doesn't really care about. He doesn't really care what you have for lunch today. You know, and we don't want to get strange about this and get uh, obsessive about it, but there are important decisions that really would affect your relationship with him. That, that's the first thing you have to recognize. Then you have to try to get to know the Lord. Sometimes that's not easy for us. And that, that requires um, a little, little practice sometimes, getting used to speaking to him and hearing him speak. And then you use your head. That's another. I do a whole chapter on this. Use a little common sense. If you are afraid of heights, you probably shouldn't get a job as a roofer. You know, I mean, that, it sounds obvious, but these are kinds of common sense principles that, that we can use. What does the church say? A lot of times people ignore the teachings of the church. Christ is active in his church. And if you're feeling called to do something that goes against a teaching of the church, that's not coming from the Lord. And, and that really takes the decision out of our hands. I also do other chapters on listening to the Blessed Mother, which is another great resource. She's our mother. She wants to help us. And then listening for that still, small voice. You know, that still, small voice. Sometimes the way God speaks to us is not the way we expect. And there are different ways to look at God in, in nature, God in other people, God in circumstances, and he speaks to us in, in these different ways. It's also important that we take our time, that we don't try to rush to make a decision. If we look at how God has operated through the years, it took thousands of years for the Savior to come to earth. That's because he's got his own timetable, you know, and we don't like that, but that's the way he works. 
And then I even went into briefly a very simplified version of the uh, St. Ignatius and his rules for discernment. And that was something that comes from the spiritual exercises. It's important to be able to have a, a, a method to go through, and again, it's greatly simplified, but to try to determine what God might be calling us to do. And then um, I, I focus on the importance of peace after you've done something. Are you feeling peaceful? Do you feel peaceful in your life? Well, then that's a good sign God has called you to do this, and you made the right decision. If you don't feel peace, well, maybe he's calling you to move on. You know, it might have just been an interim step, as we discussed. That's great, so, Gary. That's... I'm, I'm greatly simplifying here, but that's what really the, the, the whole gist of the book, a series of steps, concrete steps, that someone can use to try to determine God's will. We've been talking with Gary Zimmick. Um, we'll be right back with more from Deep Adventure Radio. His website is followingthetruth.com. We'll be right back with Gary and, and more of Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio. Going deeper into the heart of God. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road. Stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue Blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At deepadventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. For a complete list of the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network AM and FM stations across America, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. The list is updated regularly, so visit often. Again, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. Also at EWTN.com, you'll find out how to listen to us on the web, on shortwave, and in some countries on satellite. You'll find it all on EWTN.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue number 65. You know, I had a strange experience. I bet no one's ever actually experienced this before that's listening. I have a condo on the 25th floor in Waikiki Beach, right here on the ocean. And I had a friend of mine uh, who was our window washing company. And I said, you know what, I'd really like to rappel out of my window. I'd really like to, to uh, you know, jump out and use a rope to get all the way down to the bottom floor. And he said, good, I'll hook you up. So he uh, sets me all up. He says, uh, he gives me, uh, you know, I rope in. And he said, now, be careful. This is an industrial carabiner. It's not the normal sort of carabiner. You can actually get your hair stuck in it. It's, the, uh, it's a piece of metal that kind of helps you thread 
you'll wade you know the rope through as you're descending. So I jumped out of the window, started my started kind of my descent down, and I was about 18 inches, maybe only a foot from the ground, when I lost my concentration and my hair got stuck in the carabiner. And I tell you, I had to hold with all my might so that it wouldn't rip my scalp off. They had to find a knife or a screwdriver or something. I hung there like that perilously for five minutes, and my head felt bruised from the tugging that it had uh, on my scalp, on my hair. And, you know, I used to always, uh, we used to always do fight nights at the dojo on Friday nights. And I used to fight this guy, spar with this guy, more like it. His name was Lester the Molester. He was a great fighter. And every time we'd be, you know, fighting, as I was kind of, as we were breaking away a little bit, I'd kind of drop my guard a little bit. He'd punch me in the face. And I called him his going away present. Same thing as the, when, I, when you lose concentration, when you lose focus, like when I was repelling or when I was getting this going away punch. Um, we need to always be aware that the enemy is on the is on the prowl, looking who he can kill, looking what he can steal, and who he can destroy. Be on the alert. Keep yourself focused and close to the Lord at all times. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I have a good friend, Gary Zimmick, uh, as my guest adventure guide today. Uh, actually, Gary's new book is called Faith, Hope, and Clarity, and it's coming out from Servant Books. And it's just kind of a coincidence that um, it looks like my next book, uh, Deep Deep Virtue, The Way of the Hero, is going to be published by them, too. So we're kind of like partners in crime over there now, Gary. I think that's awesome. I'm proud to be affiliated with you, brother. <laughs> it's so cool, man, because I remember when I met you, I just had this uh, instant kind of like uh, connection with you. And it's just so yeah. great to see how God's blessing you. He's using you to speak you know, all over the country and on radio and TV now. But you mentioned something about this sense of peace. Yeah. One of the ways we can discern God's will is is peace. There's a scripture verse that says... Well, it says uh, in Psalms, it says, seek peace, pursue it. And then there's another place where Paul says, may the God of peace rule in your heart. Mm. And then later on, like just a few verses later, he says, may the peace of God rule in your heart. So may the God of peace rule in your heart. May the peace of God rule in your heart. In other words, there's a sense of peace that we can come to, like a center of gravity that can, that mm-hmm. when we're praying and discerning, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm willing I, I, I want to live in your kingdom, and your kingdom is wherever your will is being done. I want to abandon myself to your will, God. Show me what your will is in this situation. And it, as you're moving forward, I mean, like when I jump out of an airplane, there's a certain sort of fear fear that's there. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. When you know, there's, there's, there, you know, there's a, like you had talked about, you can almost have this lethargy where you where you where you won't move forward with the Lord. That's not what we're talking about. Is yeah. you may have some trepidation. You right. may God may be asking you to do something bold. Yes. But in the context of that, you should feel a sense of, of peace, a sense of rightness. The God of peace should be ruling in your heart. You should be pursuing that peace. And if you is as you're starting to make that move towards that, if you begin to feel that that certain uh feeling in you. That may well be the Holy Spirit whispering to you, not this, not this, or maybe it's yes, this, but not now, or maybe yep. not with that person, or, you know, it just kind of wait on my timing. So we really, you know, what God is saying was God told Abraham, hey, go to the land that I'm going to show you. <laughs> he didn't give him a map. 
exactly. He just said, you know, exactly. you know, just get get on your camels and, you know, let's start rolling. And every day, uh, Abraham Abraham had to check in with God to to find That's out right. where the next step was. And the children of Israel, the cloud would be there, hitting, you know, hanging over the the the, the ark of the covenant and the in the tabernacle. And whenever the cloud would get up and move, then they would follow that cloud. And I have sensed in my own life, and very profoundly recently, where I felt the cloud get up and move. Like, I'm totally yep. comfortable in what I'm doing right now, Lord. And then there's just kind of this sense of peace or rightness about the situation leaves yep. me. And I go, oh, I'm still here, but oh, the cloud's gotten up and it's moved. The Holy Spirit is moving on ahead of us. Yep. So talk, talk story with us about that. Yeah, and you know what? I love the story of Abraham because when, when the Lord called him, he was 75 years old, okay? I don't know about you, but if I'm 75 years old, I don't really feel like leaving my homeland, you know? But he listened, and that's the amazing thing. I love that whole story of Abraham and how he was promised that he would be the father of many nations and that he would have many descendants, okay? And he's, what, 99 or 100, and it still hasn't happened yet, and his wife's pretty old, too, at that point. But he still somehow believed this was all going to work out. This is incredible. It's an incredible example of faith. And I love that story so much because, and I'm sure, Barry, you see this in your life, too, God often calls us to take these bold steps, not steps that are irresponsible, but steps that involve moving out of our comfort zone. And between you and me and all of our listeners, I don't like that. I really don't. I'm I'm the type of guy who likes to stay in his comfort zone. But I've found over the course of the past few years, especially when I've been involved in, in full-time ministry, when I go along with that call that I feel the Holy Spirit is asking me, that move the Holy Spirit's asking me to take, when I do that, there is a sense of peace that I really like. And it's a deep peace. It's a supernatural peace. It's a peace that is, I think... It's a peace that is unusual in the sense that sometimes it doesn't feel peaceful. And that sounds bizarre, but, brother, if you've been through it, you get this. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to be peaceful. You might still have some trepidation. You might be suffering, but you have a sense of peace, or you are at peace, but it might not feel peaceful. And I think that's important to be able to distinguish that if you look at Jesus when he was spending his agony in in the garden on the night before he died. There's no mistake about it. He was suffering, and he was suffering greatly, but he was doing God's will. So that sense of peace came along with that. And in Luke's gospel, Luke tells us that Jesus prayed, Father, if it be your will, let this cup of suffering pass me by, but not not as I will, but your will be done. And then Luke adds this, this detail that an angel was sent to strengthen him. And what happened when the angel strengthened him? He prayed more earnestly. And I think that's what we have to remember, that the Lord will always be there for us. If he's calling us to do something difficult, whether it's something that he's asking us to go out and do, or if he's just asking us to accept a a difficult situation in our lives, that's another way God's will can play out. He's going to give us the grace that we need to deal with that situation. He's going to strengthen us. And we should always ask for that grace, because a lot of times if we don't ask for this, we're not going to get it. But it might not make us feel like jumping up and down and doing cartwheels. But we're going to have a sense of peace. Again, not a peace that might make us feel good, 
but we really can't base our spiritual life on feelings. That's how we get into trouble a lot. But yes, peace is something that is the fruit of doing God's will. And I, I love this supernatural peace that he gives us because it can exist even in the midst of a lot of problems. Yeah, I love that. And here's, here's a great picture. He prepares a table for me in the midst of my enemies. Mm. You just picture this. I always picture like King David, yeah. you know, sitting there, you know, Jesus is, you know, okay, going to put the plate here, going to put the wine over here, going to put the lamp, you know, gonna, making you a he's just He's just kind of casually, uh, you know, setting the table. And then there's arrows and spears and, <laughs> you know, cavalry charging and chariots flying by while, while, while Jesus is just kind of whistling and, and, and David's, you know, just sitting there, you know, casually. And then mm-hmm. uh, Jesus uh, uh, kind of leans forward. Uh, you like fries with that, you know. And, <laughs> and so there is this sense, though, when literally all hell is breaking loose yeah. around us. I mean that's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed yep. to we're supposed to be on the offensive. We're supposed to be at war. We're supposed to be slaying uh, uh dragons. You know, we're supposed to be on the offensive. All you know the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Well, gates don't attack us. Gates don't mm-hmm. attack people. We're supposed to attack the gates of hell. You know, all the all the armor that's that's mentioned in that Paul mentions in Scripture, is only on the front of the body. He doesn't mention anything about, he talks about a breastplate, not a backplate. You know, we have to wow. be yeah. on the offensive. So there is this kind of stirring up that God will put in us that will propel us uh, into battle. But in the context of that, we should see Jesus just kind of setting a table. You know, that yeah. he has a, he's, a, he's in control. He's not surprised by anything. Exactly. I'm so glad you said that. I, I love that. I've heard that many times, and I use that when I go out and speak. God's not surprised by these problems or difficulties that, that crop up in our lives, even though we might be. He's in control. And I think we need to meditate on that and remember that, because that's going to get us through the difficult times. Yeah, you know, there's this thing about, um, we say, oh, Jesus is my Savior and my Lord. And I could just see Jesus kind of going, oh, really? I'm your Savior. You, you like, I, I die on the cross for you. But then he looks at us and goes, what about the Lord side of that statement? You know, mm-hmm. Lord isn't just a word we throw at God. Lord means that he's, he is our master, that he's the king of, king of our lives. And, and when I see people worry and complain, oh, the complaining, oh, mm-hmm. it's just a confession that they're not living in God's kingdom. Amen. When you worry Amen. and you're complaining, that's mental illness. That's, you're, not, you're not living in faith and, and you're not living in hope and you're not living in that... In clarity, you're either living in the kingdom or you're not. It's not like, right. you know, it's like Elijah on uh, Mount Carmel saying, you know, why you stand on one leg and then the other? You know, if God is God, serve him. If Baal is God, serve him. But we can't, we can't straddle a fence. You can't get away with straddling the fence in the middle of a battle. That's called the demilitarized zone. That's called no man's land. That's where you, yeah. you know, get caught in the crossfire. So, uh, Gary, t- tell us the name of your book again. The name of the book is Faith, Hope, and Clarity, How to Know God's Will. And you've and you're, um, uh, been speaking at, at conferences and speaking at, at churches. What can people expect from you if you come to their church? They're going to expect, and I'll tell you what they can expect. They can expect to, be, to become closer to Jesus Christ. That is my message bear. I'm known for speaking about overcoming anxiety. I'm known for speaking about the Blessed Mother. I'm known for speaking about God's will. But the central message of my talks is always Christ. You, go, you grow closer to Christ, and everything else will fall into place. Yeah, you know, it's it's like Abraham. You know, God didn't give him a map. He he said, let's have a relationship. That's right. You know, every morning, 
the first thing I think every Christian should do before they get out of bed or as soon as they get out of bed is they should open the liturgy of the hours or they should start mm. their time of prayer with the Lord. I know I, my morning starts out at sunrise, whenever sunrise, sunrise is, with that time of prayer. We're talking with Gary Zimek. The name of his book is Faith, Hope, and Clarity. And your website again, Gary, is? Followingthetruth.com. Followingthetruth.com. And we know truth is a person because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. We need a personal encounter with, with Jesus Christ. We'll be right back with Gary Zimmer. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. What do all these have in common? A former agnostic, a fallen away Catholic, and a once upon a time Protestant. Find out next time on The Journey Home. Marcus Grodi invites pilgrims from all walks of life to share how they made it home to the Catholic Church. The Journey Home, only on EWTN. The Journey Home is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your host, Bear Wozniak. I have as my guest, more than a guest, a friend, Gary Zimmick, a man that I know is a man of prayer, a man that I know that trusts and rests in the Lord. He has a difficult, very difficult uh, challenge because God has called him to talk about faith and to talk about you know not worrying and about resting in the Lord. And when God calls you to something like that, you know that he's going to have that tested. You know that he's going to be being put through the fire so that God can establish that in him. And so, uh, Gary, maybe you should have chosen a different, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, welcome welcome to our show, show, Gary. Thank you, brother. You know what's funny? Whenever I go out and I speak about it, I, I'm, I'm very well known for speaking about how to overcome anxiety and stop worrying. And I always tell my audiences that, I have this conversation with the Lord every day, and I said, Lord, I always say, Lord, thanks for all the material, but you can stop now. I mean, he gives me a lot of material. In order to talk about worry, he's got to put me through the ringer, right? And that's what's happening right now. Same thing with God's will. Now that I'm focusing with this new book on trying to hear God speak and, and do his will, he's been challenging me. I really, I really have to be honest and say he's been challenging me, but I'm growing from the opportunity. And I, and I love this. I am, I am very much at peace, even though I have no guaranteed income. 
and, and it's almost unbelievable now that I'm doing this after 30 years of a completely traditional job with a paycheck every other week. I've got no guaranteed income now, but the peace is incredible. I have good days and bad days, but overall, boy, I, I am at such peace knowing that I'm doing the Lord's will, and I focus every day on just trying to get closer to Him and working on our relationship. You know, so many of us, you know, it's good to be goal-directed. It's good to have that mentality of, you know, laying out uh, wise decisions and a path that we're going to follow, and we're going to do step A and step B and step D. But my dad told me once that, you know, you can write in pencil, only God writes in ink. You know, that we wow. need to we need to be docile uh, almost on a moment-by-moment -moment basis. You know, the Bible doesn't say, thy word is a, is a set of high beams, uh, and also uh, a drone that can look around the corner and show me what's coming. He said, my word is a lamp unto your feet, yeah. where he allows us to, he, he'll show us that next step. Yeah. And so, um, so there, so what, why is that? It's because God wants to have a relationship. He Amen. wants to have Amen. a moment by moment trusting relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Bear, he knows us, because if the Lord came to me and said, Gary, for the rest of your life, here's what you're going to be doing, this is the plan, no need to check in with me, just follow this, I'm going to be lazy and fall away from him. He knows that. He loves us so much that he wants this relationship, and he's going to look past the fact that we're selfish and we're complacent and we can often be lazy, and he's going to say, all right, I'm going to make it easy for Gary to check in with me every day by not revealing everything to him at once. And I'm so glad he's not revealing everything to me at once because I need the help because I am lazy. I can be lukewarm, and I, but I want to have this relationship with him. You know what's interesting is I, I know this is true of you, and there's so many people involved in uh, the EWTN ministry from the people who have started radio stations to the engineer right now that's helping the show be on the air to to the station managers, to the people at the, the main uh, offices in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. So many times in my life, especially recently, I'll be walking towards something. I just feel God's propelling me towards something, and there's an absolute brick wall in front of me. And I've talked to person after person after person as, as God is calling us to this new evangelization. He's calling us to be true to the magistrating of the church. And, and you walk to that wall, and the wall just disappears. It's almost yeah. like it's not there. But it takes, that, it takes, takes the, the boldly walking to be responsive to his, to his voice. Right, and you can't right. and have that. If you that. don't walk to the wall, that you might not ever see that happen. If you, if you don't make that approach, if you don't step out and take that, that approach and, and start to proceed, just like Abraham was called. Okay, Abraham, follow me. If he said, no, I want the whole plan first, who knows what would have happened, right? I mean, so that's the beautiful thing about day by day. Give us this day our daily bread when the Lord taught us this prayer. He didn't say give us for the rest of our life our bread. It's day by day by day, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants to cultivate that relationship with us. You know, if you want to paddle into a big wave, you really got to want it. You don't, you, don't, you don't kind of paddle into a big wave because if you kind of paddle into a big wave and you kind of miss it, the next wave is probably going to eat you alive. Mm. And if you drop in and you're just kind of 